Hello, Daryl Davidson, and he's here. And it doesn't sound very well, but I'll get better. I couldn't hardly talk earlier. <clears throat> An intercessor in Israel have been since 1974, and <clears throat> they have more over there now, and it's terrible. And it spills some toward me, but not, been, well, it chokes me down. But they have decided what I wanted to do. So I'm going to read Psalm 91, and then I'm going to talk just a little. about strength in the inner man. That is something that I've learned long ago to strengthen myself and I've taught it and been. But right now there's plenty of war. But I, I can handle it. I don't sound too good. <clears throat> so I'm going to read Psalm 91. And I'm going to tell you, I live in Psalm 91. And I have for years. So, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Almighty is Jehovah. I will say of the Lord, in my refuge, my fortress, my God, Jehovah, and him will I trust. Surely shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome Pestilence, he shall cover thee with his feathers. Under the wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. That's important. That's your keep people keep the devil off of you. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the error that flies by day. Now for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand thy right hand shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even though most high, thy invitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come down thy dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over thee, Keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up 
in their hand. That's why that's not put against the stone. Thou shalt tread on the lion and enter. The young lion, the dragon shall thou trample. And repeat, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, when I deliver him, I'll set him on high, because he know my name. And his name is Jesus. He shall call upon me, I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him? You notice that? And show him my salvation. Now, for the last few years, I've been in all kinds of warfare. And the devil is everywhere, and he likes to tear me up, but I don't like for anybody to tear me up, and I won't let it. So, I had many times, no, several times, telling me I need to go to heaven. Well, that would be fine if I would go to heaven now. But I don't need to go now. I've got problems here in water of life. And they're major, and I've had them a long time. Arrogant people, blind people, people that don't know about the Spirit of God. And so, when they tell me I need to go, now I say, now look at this, I am not satisfied with long life. You mean you don't want to go to heaven? Not today. I've got water of life. There's nobody could run this place. They don't have the faith. They don't know what they're doing. Amen. I've been at it 43 years. Isn't that right? 44? Yeah. And nothing's ever stopped me. There have been people that thought they could stop me get rid of me, but it never works. I laugh at them. I don't give them one minute. Not one minute. So, I wanted to let you know that the day was a tough day uh, and I thought maybe Psalm 91 is really what I need to read because the angels Amen. The angels keep me in all my ways. Now, not too long ago, and I guess a good thing to talk about, uh, the, the devil hates me, but he hates you too. If you believe it, maybe you don't believe there's a devil. But when he gets you down, you'll know it. Amen. So, one day, a month back maybe, I was in the men's room, and I walked out the, the door, and 
when I walked out to the door, there's a, a, <clears throat> the floor, the carpet, and Satan put my feet up above me and my head out, and I was about parallel with the floor about that time. And uh, <clears throat> somebody said to me, uh, well, no, first I said, get me a chair. Get me a chair. Well, someone got me a chair. I said, put it on the carpet. They did, and I got in the chair with a little help. I sat there for about 15 minutes. I got up and walked off. Wasn't a bruise. Somebody said, are you hurt? No, I'm not hurt. Can you listen? Or he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. The angels picked me up, held me up. I didn't even touch the floor. I got seated in my chair. And someone did help me get in the chair. So I thought the day was a good day to share Psalm 91. And, and that's about all I want to say. I, I don't know why I'm choking so much, but intercession in Israel, and I do that a lot. And that a lot of the time is what it is, and I think that's what it is. All right. Uh, gonna... Yeah, I have something, and, and, and I'll do a song before, but I still think that one of the most profound examples of God keeping you was when you were totally blind and you went upstairs to get ready for church and I didn't go with you and what we didn't know we had come home from uh I think I don't know if we came home from church or but we came home um you said I'm going upstairs I'm getting ready and I came up about oh 20 minutes later when I came upstairs we had a very large heavy picture framed glass picture in the bathroom I'm talking oh three and a half feet by six feet maybe maybe smaller than that it's been a while maybe three feet by five at the least but it was very heavy and it had thick glass on it well while we were gone that thing fell off the wall and shattered the glass in it shattered go ahead I came upstairs, I walked in the bathroom, and there was Doyle standing at the sink, the far sink. He had, there was a, of all the glass shattering, there was a path where there was no glass. And he walked through it, that path. He was at the far sink. He went through six feet of shattered glass in bare feet. I mean, I looked at that and I said, but, you know, there is no question God is with you. Angels help me up. They're out there sweeping that glass, you know. I mean, I spent days trying to get that stuff out of the carpet. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> then I won't dash my butt <laughs> against a stone. That's right, or step on glass. Look, Jesus Christ has kept me alive a whole lot. Yes, he has. I, I could tell one that's wilder than wild, but maybe people don't want to hear any more about me. I'm alive. I'm well alive. Amen. Okay. I, I will do a song. Let's do uh, He Giveth More Grace by Terry Brown. Oh, that's exactly what I'd like. He giveth more grace as the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he trials his multiplied peace his love has no limit his grace has no measure his power has no boundaries known unto man for His love 
Jeremiah 21, but before I read this, I'd like to say something by the Spirit of God. If you believe that you are too weak, too stupid, not enough willpower, if you think you have no strength, if you think you don't have what it takes to walk with God, you are the very one he is looking for. And you know why? You may think you're too young. You may think you're too old. God gets more glory out of the weak. He gets more glory out of those that that don't have the strength, that don't have what they think it takes. He gets more glory out of you. So walk it. Walk on. That grace will supply what you don't have. Amen? Now, Jeremiah 21, I spoke of this this last week, and God is just boring it into my heart even more. Uh, I'm going to begin in verse 2, and this is God speaking. Uh, Actually, this starts out with the king of Jerusalem asking Jeremiah to do something for him. And he says, inquire, I pray thee, of the Lord for us. For Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, maketh war against us. And so be that the Lord will deal with us according to his wondrous works, that he may go up from us. Now, Jerusalem at this point, after prophet, after prophet, after prophet, after prophet, warned them to stop serving other gods, to to obey his commandments that he gave them. They were warned over and over again, and they not only didn't, they refused. They refused. You know what? God is long-suffering, but there is a day. There is a day when he says that's enough. And this is what Jeremiah, through the Spirit of God, answered to him. Then said Jeremiah unto them, Thus shall you say to Zedekiah, he was king, um, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, wherewith you fight against the king of Babylon. And against the Chaldeans, which besiege you without the walls. And I will assemble them into the midst of this city. In other words, God said, I'm going to let them in. I'm going to let them in. He said, and I myself will fight against you. God himself is going to fight against his own people. He said, I will fight against you with an outstretched arm, with a strong arm, even in anger. And in fury and in great wrath. And I will smite the inhabitants of this city, his own people, 
God is going to hear, right here, tell them, I'm going to smite you all. You're all going to die. Both man and beast, they shall die of a great pestilence. And afterwards, saith the Lord, I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah, and all his servants, and the people, and such as were left in this city from the pestilence, and from the sword, and from the famine, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, into the hand of their enemies. God gave them to their enemies. And into the hand of those that seek their life. And he shall smite them with the edge of the sword. He will not spare them. He will not have pity. Nor will God have mercy. He was done with the mercy. And if you look at history, Jerusalem was totally destroyed. Totally. Now, I want you to go to Psalm 88. God will. He, you know, he is long-suffering. He is forbearing. But there was a day in Jerusalem's time that he had had enough. They had refused and refused and refused to walk with him. Now, maybe you've had something similar. I got good news for you. I've got blessed news for you. Amen. Psalm 88. This psalm is the psalm of Jesus in hell. This is the Spirit of God or the Spirit of Jesus speaking through, I think it was, um, it was one of Korah's people. Anyway, uh, speaking to them, Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus is speaking out of this prophet, out of this psalm, psalmster, and he is describing Jesus in hell. Yes, Jesus went to hell. And he didn't go because he had committed any sin. He had to go to hell because he had taken on our sin. He became what you were or are. He became what you are. Jesus became a child molester. Jesus became a murderer. Jesus became a wife beater. Jesus became an extortioner. He became. He took it into his own soul. So much so with our sin that God had to turn his back on him because God can't look on sin. So God rejected him. And now he's going to hell to pay for you and I. And I want us to take another look at Jesus in hell. It says, O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee, incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. There he goes, into hell. I am as a man that has no strength, free among the dead. And if you, if you do a study out of that word free, it actually means to be cut off, to be set adrift, cut off from God. He said, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. This is Jesus paying for us. This is Jesus paying for you. He said to the Father, thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness in the deeps. In verse 7, thy wrath, thy wrath lieth hard upon me. 
and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. The same wrath that God took out on Jerusalem because they would not, they refused to walk with him, is the same wrath that Jesus experienced in hell for you, for me. The same wrath that he poured out on Jerusalem, the wrath of God was put on the body, I mean, not the body, the soul and the spirit of Jesus, Jesus in hell. He, was, he took the wrath of God for you. He took the wrath of God against humanity, against everything we had done against him. Jesus took it for us. And he goes on. Thou hast put me away from my, my thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination to them. I am shut up and I cannot come forth. I am in hell and I cannot get out. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Will thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave? Or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, in the morning. Shall my prayer prevent thee? Lord, why cast off my soul? Why hidest thy face far from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. Jesus knew when he was on the earth where he was headed. He said, while I suffer their tears, I am distracted. In this next verse, 16, thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors, terrors have cut me off. They came around me daily like water. They are compassed about me all, uh, compassed about me together. Lover and friend has thou put far from me and mine acquaintance in the darkness. Jesus bore the wrath of God in your stead. Jesus bore it for you. Not like Jerusalem, they bore it. Jesus bore it for you. Whatever you have done, whatever you are involved in, Jesus already took the payment for it. And he took the wrath of God for you. You don't want to obey God? Jesus took that for you. Jesus paid the price for you. He paid it for you. God will never pour out his wrath again on the person that has given their life to Jesus. Go with me to Romans 5. Verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You born again? you will never see that wrath. Are you born again? You will never see that wrath. Jesus made peace between you and the Father. Jesus made peace between you 
and the Father. You will never bear the wrath of God if you were born again. Go down with me to, um, let's see. Well, let's just, let's just read it because it's so good. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Grace, you didn't ask for it, you didn't deserve it, but Jesus died for you anyway. It says, that grace we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing tribulation worketh patience. And patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God, the love of God. Why? Because he's not mad at you anymore. Somebody already took that. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ones that didn't want to obey God, that didn't want to walk with God, that didn't want to listen to his words. He died for them anyway. All they have to do is receive it. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, proved his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the grace. You didn't deserve it. You didn't even want it. And you didn't even ask for it. But Jesus died for you anyway. All you have to do is receive it. Much more than being now justified by his blood. Look at this verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood. Our sin taken away. We shall be saved from wrath through him. We shall be saved from that wrath through Jesus. You don't have to suffer the wrath of God. Jesus already suffered it for you. He already took on all the anger that God had against sin. Jesus bore it for you in hell. That is the love of God. God had Jesus do that. Why? Because he loved you. And he didn't want to pour out his wrath on you. So he poured it out on Jesus. He poured it out on Jesus for you. All you have to do. As Jesus said in John 6. They said, well, what do we have to do? And Jesus said, this is the work of God. Believe on him whom God said. When you believe. When you trust that Jesus went to hell for you, went to the cross for you, was raised for you, and ask him into your heart, you are born again and there will be no wrath. There will be no hell. There will only be your father in heaven. Amen? Amen. I'm done. Amen. What do you want?
And, and well, you know what I like? The man and his wife survived the three children. Oh, it is well. It's one of my favorite songs. The man said, it's well with my soul. After all of that, Amen. It's, I've never heard a song like that. And it just makes sense. They lost three children. Lost their three daughters. Thank you. 
getting by singing in a morning like this.
cause of to heaven Tears in his eyes Saying is no one worthy to go For no one in heaven No one in earth Was worthy to open the scroll Then one of the elders Said, John, don't you weep It was all part of the plan There in the middle Of God's glorious throne Hallelujah There stood a lamb And they sang
Zion.
Uh, last night we got a, a text that one of our dear sisters, um, Francoise, was in, in the hospital. Her vitals were not good. She was not responding. She wasn't talking. She wasn't, um, she would respond to pain, but that was it. She wasn't breathing very well. They contacted Dole and I. We prayed, and she woke up this morning talking. They were afraid that she had been without oxygen too long, but when she woke up this morning, I can hear her now talking too. <laughs> she's, she's funny. Get me out of here! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of you probably don't know a lot about Terry Vine. But one time I posted an article. I said, I need a singer to join me. Some said, why did you say a singer? Because I wanted a singer. I was following the Lord. You know, as amazed as I was, carried by from Russell, Kansas, was ministering First United Methodist Church right in McKinney. The guy was an actor. He backed up people and on the West Coast, L.A. He was really amazed. You know, one day, they said, Well, would you come out? I want to talk to you. I stepped out of the computer room right here out to the west or south side. He said, don't you forget you have an ear. I knew. I knew, Jerry. was about to leave me, and he knew it. But he's in heaven. One thing, he left all his music, his songs. So, if you don't mind, I'll tell you, he plays songs almost all night for me. Even the cat comes and wakes us up if we forget to turn him on. <laughs> it was a, I talked to his teacher. I called her and I said, can you tell me about Terry May? She said, I didn't know her. She said, there's not much to say about him. There's this 
very few like him. That's the way I see it. We will hear him sing again. Yes,
tell you a little story. I was a veterinarian at that time. And Perry came. And I said, Perry, why don't you go with me? I'll take you over to say how to handle a horse. <clears throat> well, the guy was a great singer. And he said he was, he was taught. That was all to you. He was teachable. He didn't. Anyway, I took him out to a horse, and I had a reputation for a long time being a good horseman. I said, I'll show you. And I told Dream I had to hold a horse where you won't get hurt. And he just took over like he was about to sing. Anyway, thanks. Jeremiah is my favorite singer. Mayo. Uh, my daughter happens to be the my girl leader. She was Jeremiah's wife, right?